Hey, it's Chris here, and I've got a quick favor to ask you. If you've not reviewed Youpreneur FM on iTunes yet, can I point you in the right direction to do so? You see, reviews and ratings on iTunes are among the most important metrics for a podcast to rank well, something obviously that every podcaster is striving for, myself included. And as you can probably appreciate, it takes a lot of work to produce this show each week, and it would mean the world to me personally if you were to just take the one minute needed to leave a quick review, which you can do so by simply visiting chrisducker.com forward slash iTunes. Thank you so much for doing so. And on with this week's episode. This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, now. here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 304 of Youpano FM. Thank you very much for being with me. Ah, oh, you're smart. You're a smart cookie, my friend, because you are in the right place if you are wanting to build a successful, future-proof business based around your personality, your experience, and the people that you want to call your customers. Yes, Youpreneurship is the wave of the future, as far as I'm concerned, and it's an utter pleasure to be a pilot on the journey. So today we've got a great show lined up. Emma Mills is in the house from my PA, and she has had an incredible entrepreneurial journey growing her own youpreneurial world. And you're going to be finding out all about that, the struggles in terms of uh, growth and in terms of just productivity for herself, and then what happened when she turned on her own delegation floodgates and opened them up, obviously, to her client book as well. It's a great conversation, and I know that you're going to thoroughly enjoy it. However, before we go there, a reminder that tickets to the Youpreneur Summit are on sale right now. In fact, actually, Emma's company, My PA, which is one of the UK's most foremost and well-respected delegation and virtual PA companies, is actually going to be sponsoring the summit. So if you're coming along, you'll be able to meet Emma and some of her staff as well. But I would love for you to be there for a weekend of learning, networking, masterminding, brainstorming, cups of tea and biscuits. After all, it is in London. We're holding the event at the illustrious Queen Elizabeth II Convention Centre right across the road from Westminster Abbey, where Will and Kate tied the knot a few years back and just around the corner from Big Ben. You can't get any more bloody London. There's a fish and chip shop around the corner as well. I'd love to see you there. It's going to be amazing. Youpana Summit. Com. Go check it out, and uh, it would just be great to have you in my hometown so I can host you and we can learn lots together. So, on to my chat with Emma. Like I said, she's had quite an interesting journey. We talk about how, over the last decade, she's been running a business for 10 years, but for the first five years, she was fundamentally doing everything herself. She was almost a one lady band. I was about to say one man band there, but she was a one lady band and her and her dog Ralph were on a mission (laughs) to change people's lives one customer at a time, to bring a little bit of calm to that entrepreneurial storm, as I always say. And then one day she just turned on 
the floodgates and just started hiring people and started delegating more and started hiring more people and delegating more. And now she's got a team of 12, 13, 14, 15 people in the UK serving customers all over the country from everything from picking up the phone to managing their calendars to you name it. They do pretty much everything from a day-to-day management support perspective. This is a really interesting conversation. I dive real deep with her on what she had to do to get to where she is today and what the future of the outsourcing world looks like as well. Delegation and productivity also should be at the very, very top of our list as busy wanting to grow our business entrepreneurs. But obviously, it's hard sometimes. We get sucked into it, and we've got to make sure that we avoid burnout and become as productive as possible. It's a really good combo. I know you're going to love it. Here's myself and Emma. Emma, welcome to the show. Hi, Chris. It's so good to have you. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Not so long ago, we had Jess Ostroff, on uh, talking Uh about VAs and all that fun stuff. And it was a very popular episode. And I think, you know, here we are um, talking about this very sane subject again, but definitely with a twist on there um, with yourself. And um, what I'm even more excited about is that your company, MyPA, is going to be a sponsor at this year's Upana Summit. So I want to publicly thank you for coming on board and supporting the event, but also... I'm bloody excited to introduce you to that community because we all need help, right? I mean, you know. So for those tuning in that maybe don't know of you or my PA, um, give us like the 60-second, I don't know, elevator pitch for the company. And then I want to get into the story here. So what is it you do day-to-day for your clients? So we we leverage our business owners time so that they can use it as exactly how they want to you know for some people that's leisure for some people that's business growth but ultimately the things we do every day are like the first line stuff so the the phone answering the making sure that your business has the best first impression for anybody contacting it and then the much bigger meatier stuff is is tasks is tasks that are you can leverage your time with. So whether, you know, our bread and butter stuff is diary management and email, customer service tickets, travel, research. Um, it can be personal PA stuff, operational. It, it's those tasks that you can, you know, you need to, as your business grows, offload so you can do the really good stuff of growing your business. Yeah. I mean, I always say that you've got to work on the business, not trapped sure. working inside it, right? And and I love yeah. that you're of the same mindset there. We actually have, as I've gotten to know you better over the last couple of years, we've got a lot in common. It's very clear that our mindsets are very similar in regards to, you know, doing what you really should be doing in your business. I know you have gone through quite a transformation in terms of a business mm-hmm. ownership perspective, right, over the last two or three years. I mean, yeah. when, you, when you started this company 10 years ago, and yeah. for the first five years, it was just you, right? Yes, so exactly. Talk about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, I love my business more and more now because I actually am living it. So, you know, obviously in the beginning when it was me on my own, I understood, of course, the power of leveraging your time. And I was there to serve my customers. So I was a freelance VA. I worked from home. I spent the first five years doing very much what I would call like the real life university of business, you know, understanding what was needed, building a network um, understanding what marketing um, works well. Um, and so those those first five years, I was really getting into 
preparing myself, I would say, to run a business because I always knew I wanted to run a business as opposed to being a self-employed PA. So then in 2012, I employed, well, I actually had my first part-time member of the team who was virtual. So, and she obviously helped me to start to leverage my time. And then over the past five years, ultimately we have grown and we are now a team of 12. But yeah, I am very much, I have very much gone through all of the changes so I can talk about them from a real place of, I can tell you how it's affected me, how it's changed my business, how it's changed my life in terms of the time I commit to my business. So I'd say like in the the middle bit of the, the last five years, kind of 2013 to 2017, you know, I, I have been the typical working all hours um giving everything to it, which you do, which you do as a business owner, because you, you know, I love it and I want it to grow and I want it to be world-class, but that there is also an element of, you know, I'm not for the kind of hustle and grind and burnout. And specifically over the last 18 months, I've very much realized how there is a way to work smart. And that's had an impact on my life in terms of me still growing a, a business and enjoying it and doing the good stuff, but also being able to enjoy, you know, a personal life and not burn out. And that translates into us helping our clients now because I see it so clearly in terms of there, you know, there are times when, yes, you have to stay late and you have to get that contract done or get that work, that work finished. I get that. That always happens. But to do it continually, there is something, you know, fundamentally wrong in terms of how you're leveraging your time how maybe you run the business internally with maybe like systems. Um, so, yeah, so that's the thing that I find exciting now in terms of helping our customers because I know the effects. Like like last year, the first half of last year was was difficult in terms of we were kind of like, you know, I guess your business moves through stages and last year was one of those stages. And, I mean, in a nutshell, so our business – now turns over more with less staff but our cost you know we, we you know we will I obviously speak to our customers regularly we'll send out cust- you know MPS scores and customer surveys and our customer service is better now than it was last year and so I mean that's like a much you know I love it's like a beautiful place to be for me because it's kind of you know you, you can see the progress and you can see where you're going with it and it's definitely all down to me valuing my time much more. So just, you know, I am the biggest fan of like constantly doing a little time audit in your head. So I, if I am picking up a task, I will always have that little internal conversation of, is this a good use of my time? Because as a business owner, and especially, you know, I'm, I'm still a small business, there's 12 of us. You can get dragged into so many different things. Yeah, because I mean, you you actually work on site, don't you? Like you're you're surrounded yes. by your team all day long. It's not like you're, you know, running your business from home and they're in the office. Like you're there in the office, yeah. supporting them, supporting your clients every single day. Yeah, like hundred percent. I'm still very much in the mix. I'm, you know, and I, but I very, I'm aware now so much more that. 
you see, my my strengths, my passion is helping our customers, is is making the connections, making the partnerships, helping our customers at the high level on how to how to make their businesses more efficient. And obviously, my team deliver the service. And so I'm just I do that time audit because I'm very aware that things can come my way or emails, whatever the task might be. And I will have that little question to myself of, is this a good use of my time? I think it's, you know, it's really smart to be aware and think, okay, well, it wasn't. So I'll just, I can delegate this going forwards. I can pop it into Asana and delegate it. I'll write a quick process or I'll film something so somebody else can do it again next time. I think it's just that awareness is really important now of, you know, if you work out, obviously, you know, being aware of what your hourly rate is and actually, could one of my team do it or could I get somebody else outsourced to do it? it it's it's certainly been the, the biggest turnaround when I really, really got my head around that. I mean, like the, the latest thing that's happened with us is so sales and marketing has always been my thing. And like in a team of 12, I, I have been responsible for it. And it's my own fault. And that's, I think, very much I thought you know, I enjoy it. I know that I'm good at it. And I really struggled to actually delegate and get help with that. And now three months ago, I did. Um, one of my team now, she's now works with me in sales and marketing. And it, and it's been, it, it, you know, I had to get out of my own way. You get too close to it, don't you? Like, like you I've, I've had the similar thing as well, where I mean, I'm a good marketer. Like, I know I'm good. And it's hard for me to – it's not as if I don't value other people's opinions because I genuinely do. Anybody that knows me well enough knows that. But I think what it is is that I kind of feel like, you know, I, I always say that, you know, you should do what you – that only you can do. Like everything yeah. else, if somebody else can do it, then give it to someone else to do it. But I've always felt that, or up to around probably two or three years ago, I felt that I should be doing all the marketing because I'm really, really good at it. But just yeah. like you, when I started getting people involved with it, it gave me more time, it, you know, to really think super high level. And, yes. and that for me has been more beneficial than, you know, chatting away on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely so I mean it, it was coming to a, a level with like with with new leads and new inquiries that there is only so much one person can do and I, I would have been you know choking my own business I would have been getting in my own way if I didn't get the help and you know I have I had those worries just as business owners have worries of outsourcing tasks to VAs of you know like you just said will they be able to do it as good as me but you just have to let people run with things you know I think and just let them of course, give them guidance and learning and you, you support them, but you have to let people own things themselves. And now, like in the last three months, we're having another growth spurt. And it's definitely down to me giving myself a kick up the bum, basically, and getting, you know, taking my own advice and getting out of my own way with the sales and marketing. Yeah, I love that. Okay. All right. Let's switch gears for a minute. Uh, might come back to that a little in a bit, but let's switch gears for yeah. a minute. So, I mean, so you, let's to recap. Your first five years, you're doing everything yourself. Then you kind of really start to build out the company. Last five years, slowly but surely grown, team of 12. You're starting to delegate more of the marketing now. You're thinking bigger picture. You're sponsoring amazing events like the Upana Summit um, yeah. and doing, doing all that fun, good <laughs> stuff, right? I mean, yeah. wh where do you see, as an industry – right? In terms of the virtual PA, VA, whatever you want to call it, outsourcing. I mean, there's just so many different 
you know, ways to skin that cat. It's whatever yeah. tickles your fancy, I guess, right? I mean, yeah. where do you see that industry going? I mean, it's been around for a long time. Where, mm. do you, where do you see your industry, my industry going in the next 10 years? I'm curious. Um, 100% the only way is growth. I mean, the, we, we have customers, Chris, who run super successful businesses and they, they absolutely employ no staff. And we are their whole team. You know, we are their customer service, we are their operations, we are everything that needs to happen inside the business. Um, and, you know, we have a thing in one client particularly who he's from the UK, lives in America now. He has an online business that sells sells products online. Um, so really successful. And he, he has built that. He, you know, he worked from home. He has built that solely with outsourced virtual team and the flexibility and how much it, it enables you to do things and be adaptive and flexible. It's... Um, there, there is only one way for it to go, and that is growth. I mean, it's a, it's a super exciting time for it, I think. Again, for me, if you're not growing, then you're shrinking, right? Like that's yeah. the moment I started, you know, not looking at that as my main focus as the business owner. We saw, you know, margins starting to plateau, clients coming but then also some clients going and that sort of type of thing and i think as as business owners we need to be very very almost obsessed to a certain degree with that word um yes. not to, not to the point where it becomes unhealthy right but i mean like obsessed to the point where that is our focus like we should be focused mm -hmm. on growing our business yeah. plain and simple now the fun thing for you though is that you get to grow your business at the exact same time that you're helping your clients grow their businesses. How does that feel? It feels amazing because, uh, like, as, you know, as I've mentioned, I can impart real-life knowledge. It's kind of like I've done this somewhere, you know, and, I, you know, I, I know you'll probably, like, we'll speak about it later, but I have a, a little TV series that every week I put out that any – through that I share this story and so I'm very frank about when things don't go so well and when things do go well but me passing that on to my customers because I do think you know the entrepreneur like you need to salute them because you you know you take on risk you go out there nobody you never know quite what to do I, I do think like you you look around and you think other business business owners or they know exactly what they're doing I think the one thing I've learned is that everybody is kind of winging it a little bit you know there is no manual is there to run a business so being able to help business owners and actually guide them and do it from real life experience that is happening right now yeah no I love it yeah I love it I mean yeah I I, I understand exa exactly where you're coming from okay all right so let's talk about what you're doing with your little weekly, I love the way, my little weekly TV series. It's my <laughs> TV. As of a week ago, you're at episode 62. That's yes. not, that's not a little series, right? You've been doing this now consistently every single week for over a year. So I want to congratulate you on the consistency from one business owner slash marketer to oh, another. Thanks. It's hard, right? Like, yeah. to, I mean, to come up with content in any medium, whether it be video or podcast or blog or whatever, it's hard. It's hard to do it all the time. I have noticed, however, there's a theme. Actually, there's two themes with your hmm. videos. I don't know whether you're aware of these. Um, number hey. one, your dog is featured a lot, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is great. 
We'll come back to that in a minute because it's an important okay. part, actually. And I want to test you out on something to see whether or not yeah. I'm right or wrong on on one particular aspect. The other thing that I find is that um, there's quite a lot of fun and games going on here. Like a lot of cake. There's a lot of cake <laughs> yes. in the video. There's a lot of cake eaten at the MyPA office. Uh, lots of balloons, lots of funs and fun and games. I mean, it looks like the kind of place that, you know, you're having a lot of fun doing what you're doing as well. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, that that is real. It's not like I'm just kind of bringing in stuff for the sake of the videos. Um, but also I'm very aware that, um, you know, I want people to enjoy what they're watching. I want to give good advice. I want to impart my personality on people. I don't want it to be kind of a staged corporate feel. I do, and I think more and more I'm enjoying that side of it where I'm actually just sitting down and chatting for say five, 10 minutes about real life things that are happening. So I very much like that because I think, it, you know, I'm, I then get the good responses back that people have connected with it and ask me further questions or yeah. So definitely the, the fun side of it, we do have that in the office, but I also obviously want people to enjoy what they're watching. And Ralph is a massive part. I actually get way more comments when Ralph, my little poodle, is in the video as well. So this is what I want to talk about for a minute. And it's important. It's it's fun and everything. I get it. But you see, you, you've just answered my question. You proved me right. So thank you. Um, well, I was going to ask you, like, you know, he's a recurring guest, for want of a better <laughs> term, in the show. He's got a little bit of a personality about him as well, which is great. <laughs> But I, I, I have to assume because you're showing your own personality and that you're a dog lover and Ralph is there with you in the office all the time and all that kind of stuff, like do people actually, do clients, you know, comment on that? I mean, do they talk about that with you when you meet with them, when you chat with them? I mean, is it is it something that's become a personal thing between you and clients? Oh my gosh, hundred percent. So I mean, I will get I will get email comments to say where I will get mainly messages to say where's Ralph this week. You know, if he, if I don't feature him in a video, <laughs> then he goes missing. But I remember um, maybe like ten or fifteen episodes in, and I went to a event in Birmingham, and it's kind of like um, I was getting quite a lot of comments. Like, oh wow, you know, fair play, you've started this, you're putting yourself out there. And I remember walking into a, an event, and literally the first I think five or ten people that. I met who I knew the first thing they would say is how's Ralph like nobody would say how, how are you or it was all about how's Ralph so it's definitely a connector and you know he is a, ma a massive part of my life and I just love kind of doing I just want to be natural on there and I want people to feel like they already know me and understand me you know so I'll talk about my addiction to buying books off Amazon you know I'll talk about Easter that I went on a detox which was stupid over Easter and I, I just I yeah, I want to share my life as much as possible. I think it's, I mean, you know, this is where we get into the personal brand element of what you yeah. do and your business. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm all about, you know, there, there's a filter, right? I think it becomes a little bit more of a thicker, more prominent filter when you've got children uh, like I do. You don't have any kids at this particular moment in time. But, I mean, yeah. it's like for me, I'll, I'll share – fun stuff with my kids on social i've got no problems doing that but you'll never see my children in their school uniforms for example right like there's a there's okay. a certain there's a certain block there where private yeah. is private fun and games is fun and games but you know i i refer to to my wife Urs as mrs quack and she's got yeah. her own she, she's got her own hashtag right she's got her own yeah. hashtag 
um, you know, and and I talk about the fact that I'm a big whiskey and bourbon fan, or that I'm a big Star yeah. Wars geek, and you know this and the other, and people identify with all mm. those things, just like people are identifying with Ralph, right? Yeah. And they bring it up because there's that common. It's that common ground that they have with you. And yes. who doesn't like a cute dog anyway? I mean, right. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, you know, I, I think it's great that you're doing that. But I'm curious to know, what else do you do other than bringing Ralph into video and, and you know, doing what you're doing <laughs> with, with the YouTube videos? And so what else do you do to inject your personal brand into my PA um, as a company so that it ultimately brings you in more business? Okay, that's a good question. So internally and externally. Um, I mean, so in, I mean, internally, I do think our, our, our atmosphere is amazing. So, you know, I mean, as a team, we enjoy going out with, going out together, you know, we'll go out for regular socials and things and we, we inject that into social media and make that very aware. We'll do regular training, um, training nights with pizza. And we, I want to make it a fun focused atmosphere because, I know that that ultimately translates into my customers being happy. Um, And so in turn, and and obviously we have customers that visit us and we we get a lot of comments about, you know, the the atmosphere in the office is nice. And so internally, like, you know, obviously that's important to me and the culture and the engagement with my team. Um, And I think also I am very, they, you know, I appreciate we're still at 12, but I think that, I, they, you know, they know me very well. I will speak to all of them every day. It's, we are a team. It's not kind of like I'm in my office with the door shut all day. You know, I'm very much in it with them, sorting out, you know, sorting issues with them, helping them, um, supporting them in what they're doing. So internally, like that's really important to us. And actually the more that we focused on that, we've seen the better results that, you know, the, the, the team that we have and the more engaged they are. And then externally, I mean, in terms of my, what, how else do I inject? Um, I have my TV and um, I think with the social, I mean, with my own personal social media now, like I'm quite um, transparent on, you know, giving advice on when things don't go so well or um, what the outcome has been. Or I just, I think, I suppose that what I try and do, because I also am, we're quite prolific with email marketing as well, you know, as in we're very consistent with it. And I always, we always send out emails on Wednesday and a Friday and the Friday email to our customers is always quite story based. So it will be on something that has happened in the week and what we've learned from that and how we'll use it to make a change or how um, our customers should be considering something. So I will always try and inject that you know in my own personality like we try and keep it real it's not like we're kind of making stuff up it's like actual real things that are happening so I just I suppose the main thing is I'm really keen on keeping authenticity throughout everything that we do or put out on any level do you I mean but do you ever feel like you're sharing too much no no not at all all let me rephrase that question do you ever shoot something on Instagram stories, look at it back and say, oh, my God, I can't post that. <laughs> I mean, does, does that ever happen, particularly maybe on your nights out as a group of individuals <laughs> in Manchester? I mean, you know. <laughs> maybe it's happened on the odd occasion past midnight, but, but generally, 
Um, but generally, I'm quite, you know, I like I like genuine people and I'm quite uh, it's an important part for me. So, no, I'm more than happy to to share stuff. OK, yeah. good. I love it. All right. So let's talk about your customers for a minute here. So okay, who, who are the types of people that my PA works with? Like, you know, you, you talked about the services that you're providing and calendar management, phone answering and, you know, social and all that kind of stuff. But who, yeah. who are the clients? Like, what do they do? We don't need to know necessarily names, but industries and, and sizes of companies and things like that. Uh, I'm sure that the audience tuning in would be interested to know, like, who you're average, actually servicing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. So, um, our real sweet spot, I would say, is in terms of size of company, is they will be either one a self-employed person, maybe starting to grow a virtual team, or even starting to grow an employed team that needs some help. But I think my sweet spot is kind of helping that one to grow to two to three to you know onwards, and and for a lot of times we will be with them in that growth as they. Um, as, as you know, as the business grows and the team grows. So in, yeah, in terms of size of business, I'd say there's generally between like one and three people in a company. That's, yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, so we, we help them in an operational way. We do have a sector as well where we have MDs of successful businesses and they just very much don't want to have to manage, motivate um, have an employed, you know, full-time PA. So that this sector also, they, they will already probably have a successful business and, but they actually just do appreciate that they do need some help, but maybe not full-time. So that could be in, you know, in many different sectors, but just the actual, yeah, ma yeah. The managing and motivating full-time that they, they would just need some help of somebody that's already good to go, intelligent and ready to integrate straight away. Yeah, I mean, you know, th this um, is one of the reasons why I work with the guys over at Content 10X for yeah. my repurposing. Even though I've got, you know, a graphic designer and a video guy and all that kind of stuff, it just, it's one area of my business. I don't want to have to worry about managing. So I hire a service that can manage it for me. You know, it just yeah. makes life easier, doesn't it? 100%. And it's it's easier. It's more flexible. It It gives you more resource. Yeah. Totally agree. Do you here's here's a question for you. Like, do you feel that when people come on board as new clients, like when they first start working with you, like what are the things that they struggle with the most when it comes to like starting the relationship? Um oh so starting the relationship in terms of delegation. Well just oh is, now is that Ralph? Have we met I Ralph? I think Ralph's actually um in, interjecting. <laughs> Ralph has got Ralph has something to say. I love it. Uh, what I meant was in, in regards to like when you bring a new client on board for the first time, do they struggle in any way to let go of what it is that they're, they're kind of palming off to you? Or is the process a relatively, you know, unbumpy one? Um, it will, yeah, it will vary from client to client. I guess it will go into two camps. We've, we will have those that are absolutely ready to go and bursting at the seams in terms of tasks and they just want to get going. So, and, and yes, I guess they will be already a little further along the way in terms of they understand the value of their own time and how they need to leverage that and, and get things off their plate. And then 
Yes, I see my role. So when we bring on a new client, you know, I will, I will, we have like an onboarding session ultimately, where it will be the the customer, their dedicated PA, and myself. And I will, I mean, I enjoy those the most because that's the time where I will really like start to deep dive into what what are the quick wins for them? You know, because there's, there's always quick wins in delegation. First, you just get rid of X, Y, and Z, and that immediately makes an impact. So. Um, yeah, I think to begin with, I think there's all, always a little element of it's their baby and they um, it, it's it's kind of a bit scary to, to let go. And uh, I guess with the virtual thing, you know, we try and make it as um, integrated as possible. You know, we use Asana and Slack and lots of different systems that make comms as quick and easy as possible. But, yeah, those onboarding meetings are the, are the ones where we really dive into what what are the what what tasks they should delegate? You know, I will understand the different parts of their business, the things that are troubling them the most. Um, so, it I understand completely because I am the same. Even like I said with the sales and marketing recently, so we just we use that time to guide them and help them to to offload bit by bit. It is a gradual process, and again, it's also about like you talk about it so much relationships. So especially you know in this kind of we are ultimately a lot of our customers person to turn to we are their pair of shoulders that can just take those tasks and we can you know they just want us to say you know i've got x please can you just run with it or find the best way right so it's 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 super important that we work on those relationships as well and as that strengthens you know you get to we get to know more about our customers how they would like things done you know we want to be that kind of almost second guessing well okay we can get this done now we can do it like that so the relationship as it grows is important as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I place a premium on relationships. It's something that, you know, there's no, there's no currency amount that you can put next to a solid relationship. A, a good one will last for decades, you know what I mean? Like literally decades. And I think Completely. that, you know, still to this day, I don't know about you, but to this day, I still know people that from 20 years ago that I'm still friends yeah. with. And it's because I've always valued that, that importance of human interaction at a number of different levels for a number of different reasons, obviously, you know what I mean? But it's important. It's important to me, uh, clearly. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, I've got great friends in uh, doing the right things in the right places. And it's not yeah. a strategy. I want to make that clear. And I always do. It's not a strategy. It's actually very heart-filled and heart-led. Um, it's not brain-led at all. Um, it's all about really just giving a damn and showing up, you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And also, so I've always, um, you know, I guess one of the people want scalable businesses, I guess, you know, sometimes in terms of and I want my business to be scalable and to have growth. But I think one of the really important things is you can't um, you can't confuse scalable with getting rid of the relationship side of it. So that's one thing we are really prominent with within the office is that as we grow and as we become 15 staff and 20 staff and 30 staff that that relationship part of it with our customers no matter how many customers we 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 add and increase that the relationship is still key because it's the way we'll provide the best service and it's the way that our customers will get the most out of it as well let me ask you this as we kind of start to wrap up here i mean do yeah. you feel as if or oh, I'll, I'll begin that question again. Are you concerned about AI, artificial intelligence, in this particular mm -hmm. 
kind of world? I mean, is it something, you know, running the kind of business like you run? Because I'm also in the same industry, right? So, I mean, it's like, are you worried about artificial intelligence taking even certain shares of your business away where the human interaction is maybe not needed as much? Mm, that's a great question. I um, I do, yeah, I'm obviously very interested in this and I do like monitor and look at what's going on. And my thoughts are, I mean, obviously I don't have a crystal ball, but I think it will be only a complementary thing to what we do. So, I mean, we will, the, the kinds of tasks that, that we carry out and the level that we do them and the kinds of people that we work with, like, you know, like yourself, like owners of businesses, MDs, things like that. I think that AI will become a very complementary thing and will ultimately help us to do things quicker um, and maybe some things more efficiently. But I don't I don't from where we operate, I don't think we'll ever remove the customer service element that is so key with what we deliver. So, you know, a lot of the time we look after our customers, customers, that's what we do most of the time. And so, yeah, I'm sure AI will replace some parts. I mean, even now. So like I was booking some flights yesterday and um, Microsoft 365 is picking up on it automatically and creating a little calendar appointment for me <laughs> and popping it in. And I was looking at that and thinking, oh, gosh, OK. So because like, that's obviously one thing that we will do daily for customers is pop travel details in and and it even took like the flight reference um from the email and i didn't it was kind of it was just there i was like oh wow i've not seen that before so even like that little thing it made me think yeah okay that's something we actually do manually and microsoft have just popped it in um but i only think all it will do is help make processes and servicing our customers more efficient i just see it as a complementary thing to be honest i'm of the same mindset Totally. And I have been for a long time on it. I think the human element in any business is it it just cannot disappear. But when you obviously when you get involved with services like, you know, virtual PA, virtual VA type of services, it is more of a personal thing. And it's very relationship, you know, driven as well. As you say, you you actually serve your customers' customers on a daily basis. Like, you can't get much more bloody personal than that (laughs) from a business ownership perspective, right? It's just not possible. So, yeah, I'm I'm just – I'm asking everyone that question right now that I talk to, particularly those that are in service-related industries that are quite Mm -hmm. manpower-heavy because I think it's a a hot topic, you know what I mean? It's going to change things, but I don't think it's going to kill any businesses like you i i believe that yeah. it can be used for good uh yes. you know all that sort of stuff yeah yeah no we know we should just embrace it we should indeed we should. well look i love your positivity i love your outlook I, I love the way that you are focused on growth and that you are always so fun to talk to and so warm and inviting <laughs> and all that kind of stuff like i i'm genuinely i want to say like i'm genuinely happy that you and your company have come on as a sponsor of the event later in the year. It's going to be great to see you again in London. You were there as an attendee last year. So this is kind of going a little full circle here. I want to know, what was the biggest takeaway from the event last year for you? I'm putting you on the spot here, but do you care to share? Oh, wow. Um, there was just gosh, so many, was, wasn't there, Emma? There was just so many. There was. I mean, <laughs> um, I know, like when we chatted yesterday, I told you how I'm so well. I'm focused now on a need. I would. I want to write the book, the book that's going to help people on how to use a VA. And so, that session was one of the key ones for me because I took away so much from it. Um, but I mean, generally, like going back to the relationships, you know, I met so many great people there. 
the networking, the roundtables, the the chatting to people in so many different businesses. It was just, yeah, it was just a great event. That and was- actually, if like you think back to when we first met in twenty, I think it was twenty fourteen in mm-hmm. Wolverhampton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I had yeah, there was kind of like just three of us in in my business then. But like obviously, our relationship has grown since then, and um, yeah, and last year's event was. Yeah, just great. So I'm so happy to be involved for this year. Yeah, we're pumped to have you. We really are. We, we were we were very pleasantly surprised at last year's event as a company. I mean, we were we we did expect it to sell out. It did sell out. We did expect it to be great. But what we didn't expect with having people from 37 odd countries from all over the world, we didn't expect it to gel as an audience of attendees so quickly. It seemed like the first coffee break on the first day, everyone was already in each other's pockets. Like they were, everyone was best friends already. And one thing that somebody said to me was that even though it was a large event, you know, 350, almost 380 people, I think by the end of it, yeah. It didn't feel big. It felt really intimate. Mm-hmm. And that was a massive compliment, you know? Totally agree. And I think even the fact, you know, that all the speakers and everyone were mingling and chatting in the same area. I, yeah, it totally had like the, 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 the close-knit family feel to it. Oh, and that's one of my prerequisites for any of my speakers. They've got to hang out. They can't just turn up, drop yeah, their value yeah. bombs and leave. It's it's part, <laughs> it's it's part of a deal. It's part of the deal. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing the journey. Thanks for uplifting us in your own special way. Um, make sure you give uh, Ralph a little pet on the head from me. Um, oh, really? He says hi. <laughs> I'm sure he does. And for you guys tuning in, if you want to find out a little bit more about Emma and her team over at MyPA, you can do so it's my as in mi-pa.co.uk i'll link to that and everything else over on the show notes upener.com forward slash 304 and if you come into the summit they can come and say hi to you can't they emma yes absolutely looking forward to it all right you guys thanks for tuning in i appreciate you more than anything i know you know this and i'll be back at you again next week where we're going to be talking with jessica lorimer all about how to sell more of your stuff. There's a technical word for you. See you next week. Bye for now. So I've got a quick question for you. What are you doing November 3rd through to the 5th later this year? Nothing? Good. Because we'd love to host you at the annual Youpreneur Summit Conference taking place in London over that very weekend. You're going to get the chance to learn from the best expert speakers in the world, network with them up close, meet and get to know hundreds of other youpreneurs as well as devise a plan of attack to grow your business faster than ever before all over the course of just one weekend. For more info and to secure your place, just visit youpreneursummit.com and tickets are limited. So don't hang around. Do it today. That's youpreneursummit.com. I'll see you there.